getting familiar with the most important processes of whatever company concept or whatever it is, um, service or product you're selling is really invaluable as a founder. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Do you want to deliver marketing moments that last a lifetime? Klaviyo is the ultimate marketing platform for e-commerce. With targeted segmentation, email automation, SMS marketing, and more, Klaviyo helps you create your ideal customer experience. See why Klaviyo is trusted by more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Solo Stove, and Huckberry. Keep your customers coming back. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we welcome to the show another amazing founder going to help share his journey of how he brought the brand uh, to what they're doing today. It's a great brand, beautiful website, doing an awesome, impactful uh, mission that they're on. Uh, so today, we're welcoming to the show the founder of Conscious Step, a sustainable-focused sock company that uses the majority of their profits to support leading nonprofit organizations. Prashant, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are absolutely welcome. So let's let's just kind of get into it. So I know it's every little boy's dream to grow up and start a sock business. So when did you realize that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, I'm not sure it was uh, always... I think I wanted to be a pro basketball player for, for a lot of my childhood. And I think I realized that um, I wasn't following the curve that I needed to around the age of 15. But in all seriousness, after I graduated, I studied uh, finance, philanthropy, and international affairs. I decided to move to Australia where I'd studied abroad to just uh, give myself an opportunity for more of a fresh start and a little more perspective with the direction I wanted my life to go in. Um, and through that process of just trying to build self-awareness and you know, a stronger appreciation for life, um, I started to just uh, want to volunteer more and find ways where I could give back. And uh, you know, through the process, the the concept of conscious step came to me more because you know I found myself as a consumer who really wanted to stand out and be different with fashion and who really wanted to find convenient ways to make it easy for people to understand global issues and give back. The theme conscious step really revolved around the first step towards global change being consciousness or self-awareness and um, yeah you know the the idea really just founded from that journey of mine. That's awesome. And and everyone listening, uh, I've been on the site. I'm buying a bunch of socks after this. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. They look like they look amazing and they do support some awesome causes. Since 2004, Avalara's vision has been to harness the power of cloud technology to help simplify sales tax for businesses of all sizes. Avalara solutions are designed to affordably scale with businesses as they grow over time. Tax compliance is not a revenue-generating activity. So, Avalara's technology is designed to help you manage compliance as efficiently and accurately as possible so you can reclaim your valuable time and reduce risk in your business. With more than 1,000 signed partner integrations, Avalara likely integrates with the ERP, e-commerce, mobile payment, and point-of-sale systems you use today. Find out how your business can be sales tax ready at avalara.com slash honest. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Avalara. 
tax compliance done right. So what was, uh, I guess, what was that zero to one phase? Like, when did you start ideating on, all right, we're going to start a SOC company? Uh, did you go through phases of what kind of offerings that you wanted to get before you kind of found product market fit? What was that kind of like shift into building this into an actual business? Yeah, you know, I'd say there were three things. There was one, the concept to reality phase of like even design work. Um, I don't have any sort of design background. So what I used to do was I used to go to top tier department stores in Sydney that were more relevant at the time. And I used to just go to people who were just shopping or dressing up. And I would ask them to compare socks that we had designed online to what were best sellers in the market. And what we decided when we launched was we would launch patterns we were more confident in to better test the concept. So Argyle patterns, Stripe patterns. We knew people would buy that product on their own, but we weren't sure if people cared enough about sustainability and charity to pay a premium to have a better quality product that was similar to that. Um, Because you can obviously get an Argyle sock for pretty cheap on the market, but getting a self-sustainable one with a story and a charity behind it is not something I don't believe anyone else really offers. So once we were able to kind of do that, it made it easy to be confident in the designs we were launching. Step two was finding the partners in the manufacturing supply chain, which took about one to two years. I think what you notice is a lot of companies who give back don't actually have a desire to be... I can't find the right choice of words, but philanthropic. Um, They really are just giving back to help their own perception as a business, as opposed to really caring about the problem they're solving. And what we noticed when we were giving to charity and trying to solve the UN Millennium Development Goals, which are now the Sustainable Development Goals, that um, you know it was really important to build a company around sustainable consumption. And what we learned through the process was not just being sustainable and giving a charity the product had to be really good. Um, so learning to source organic cotton, learning to you know try different materials that fit, and learning to get all the certifications, fair trade, organic, vegan. And uh, 1% for the planet is what we hold at the moment. We're all um, unique challenges to just learning about the industry and some of the problems that you know happen on both ends. And I think the third, the third step was really bringing the concept and testing it to reality. So we launched uh, Indiegogo Crowdfunder back in 2013, and that allowed us to you know get feedback from people in our network and outside of our network a bit, just test the concept and get off the ground. I think um, get it out of our own head and you know turn it into a business slowly. Yeah, I think the getting out of your own head and actually turning into a business is probably the hardest part of it. Um, I guarantee everyone listening here, you've probably got a great idea in your head and you could make a good business out of it. Uh, It's just getting started is the hard part. Definitely. What do all e-commerce stores have in common? That's right. Customers. And those customers are going to have questions. Gorgeous is the leading e-commerce help desk with over 5,500 customers on Shopify, Magento, and BigCommerce. Their software is built with machine learning to optimize your support system and allow your team to save time and money on repetitive inquiries while still remaining personalized. What it does is take all of your customers' insights and information, brings it into their amazing dashboard so you can solve your customers' problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest to get your second month free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. So while you were researching and, and uh, you know, doing a little bit of product testing in the market, uh, interviewing potential customers, uh, was this your full-time gig or were you working... You know, Did you have another job until this kind of started taking up all of your time? Yeah. I, I basically always had another job until... 
Um, it took me around two to three years of just doing this part-time to take the jump. And I'd say it took around three to four years from making the jump to um, actually being able to you know, provide myself with a salary or anything from the company. So it had been around a seven or eight year journey to just livelihood, to be honest, at the same time. Absolutely. Now, when you did take that initial jump, did you see any sort of productivity uh, increases? Or you know, were there any KPIs that were positively affected by you being able to truly focus most of your time on this? You know, it's hard to say directly. I think um, just being able to put your full heart and energy into something is something we rarely get the opportunity to do in life, especially when we're passionate about it because of, you know, life responsibilities and our own obligations sometimes. But, you know, all I used to think about in my other job, all I used to do is listen to podcasts, think about ways to work. And every day when I'd come home, you know, till late hours of the night, this was all I would think about or do. So it, it was really a natural transition. You know, it's never really felt like work, but just a desire to create something I'm really proud of. Awesome. So let's kind of dive in a bit here. What would you say... Uh, where did you find your first initial traction as far as marketing goes that you were like, all right, we're onto something here. And I think this is going to be something we can scale up and, and kind of grow. Yeah. you know, We designed a... So the product and packaging have always really gotten a good response. Uh, when we designed our initial box to create like a story around three different causes or you know really just create a really nice recycle box that told a story and um, we noticed it was very popular during gifting um, and what we saw every year was just the popularity of certain products we made um, just made for an amazing gift for someone who really cared about a cause and the concept really resonated with that originally you know we wanted to make it easy for people to give back and understand without having to ask for money and sometimes just raising awareness for something people care about is uh, means a lot to them especially if it's had an impact in their life. And I think that was really something we just wanted to make fun and easy more than anything as a company. Like these problems exist in the world. We don't have to have the... I think people refer to like the Susan McLaughlin, I think her name is, the one who has like the intense charity talks that can really be tough, you know, sad, um, mm -hmm. for lack of better words. And we wanted to be more of an uplifting company that made it easy and fun to understand these issues. And I think when you do that, the holiday season really is around giving back and so should everyone's primary focus in life to be happier people. So we were just really trying to facilitate that. That's amazing right there. Um, if you could go back in time and kind of kick your own butt, what's like a mistake that you guys made along the way that you you know want other entrepreneurs to kind of watch out for in their own business or to kind of steer them clear of? Yeah, I think... Um, it, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a mistake necessarily, but sometimes the lack of resources or not having the confidence or the risk to ask for help just because of maybe overconfidence in yourself or you know not wanting to share your idea with the world yet or a thousand other reasons we can all relate to. But I think just being vulnerable and asking for help and putting yourself out there and putting your idea out there is, is very tough for people. And, and that, that was really it. You know, I'd say... In terms of regret, there's nothing specifically because you know you you learn from your lessons, and I think that's something we often underestimate that those failures and lessons indirectly make us much smarter people because we know you know naturally and instinctively not to do the same thing again. You know, I'd wish I had more confidence to ask for help. I wish I drained people who were willing to help a little more and got more value out of them. I wish I was more open to getting critical feedback and just embracing it more instead of trying to protect my ego at a younger age. Because now I think um, I think as you go through certain years of an entrepreneur, for lack of better words, you get really tired and exhausted through certain events. But after you've gotten this so exhausted, you realize it's better to approach things with you know happier mentality or a more positive mentality. And that sort of positive mentality allows you to take challenges, situations, and tough events and you know keep perspective when you're going through them. 
Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's something that I see um, often with the agency when we're having kind of initial conversations with potential clients that would work with us. It's like some of them will take feedback the wrong way. And I, I think that's like a limiting uh, outlook. If you are getting some feedback, and if an expert is saying, like, there's an opportunity here and, and here's why, that's not because you made a mistake. Like, no, it's just like you just didn't know any better, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like they're outlining an opportunity for you to improve the business, and I would I think that's the better way to look at that is like be gung ho, be like awesome, cool, let's let's do it. We got something we can work on. Yeah, really, it's like a it's almost a battle with your own ego, right? You're realizing that as you get older, that there's so many things that you don't have to take as seriously, but just getting that advice can sometimes be invaluable when you get the little glimpse of perspective someone intelligence offering you. Yeah, I can agree. Just the battle with your own ego. Like when I was younger, I was I was a weirdo when it came to like uh competition and referrals <laughs> and just like that's dumb. Like they're that's not real. Those like honestly, some of our best partners are direct competitors. But it's it's fine. You know what I mean? Cuz we're all in this to win. We're all having fun and it's good it's all about building good relationships and a rising tide brings up all ships, right? Yeah, that's a really good quote. Awesome. So let's fast forward now. Obviously, you know we're recording this at the end of 2020. This probably won't come out till like February, I'm guessing. But uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming that you guys saw some kind of bigger sales this year and some weird sales trends. Uh, I mean, have you guys been doing any differently uh, in in the pandemic as far as like how you're marketing or how you're changing your message or anything? Yeah, you know, we we kind of just used the year to take the opportunity to incorporate a lot of our validated learnings from the past few years and integrate them into the brand and the company. Um, really just from a process standpoint for a small team, um, taking the brand learnings from what our customers like about us. Um, we're looking to expand our company. Um, this week, we'll be launching our sweatshirt range and we'll be launching our kids sock range, which we've been working almost two years on, which is really exciting for us. And it's just um, you know an opportunity, trying to just take it as an opportunity to improve every step of the way. But this year has been uh, like no other, to be transparent. I we, we are in a couple hundred retail stores around the country and even more than that around the world. And seeing a lot of those just not be able to function correctly and, um, you know, trying our best to help them and be supportive in a mutual, as a mutual opportunity has been, uh, interesting, you know, and it's really sad to see what a lot of these people have gone through. And you just try to keep that perspective when you see other people going through worse challenges, um, and be grateful for what you can and do the best you can every day. But there was definitely a lot of challenges, um, a lot of intense energy to get through them as a team. But like you said earlier, you get as far as the people you surround yourself with. And I think it uh, really ma- reminds you how important it is to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Nobody likes insurance, but everybody should have it. Mistakes do happen. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 70,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention Honest E-Commerce to get your first month absolutely free. Agree with that completely, but obviously, when you're uh, kind of younger in the game, uh, surrounding yourself with uh, great people might come up with a a price tag attached to it. So, if you uh, had any DIY advice for some people, uh, you know that are just getting started, they've probably got more time than they've got money. 
Uh, where would you kind of direct them to kind of learn uh, things, or what would you say is worth learning yourself versus outsourcing in those first couple, you know, steps of the business? Yeah, you know, I feel like outsourcing has been a rough experience because if you don't know it yourself, you you assume that the person who's outsourcing it is an expert, and if you're not able to give them any critical advice, you're only as good as the quality of your outsourcing, which in many cases, isn't as good as you might think it's going to be when you first sign up to outsource um, as, a, as a personal life lesson. And I think um, you know, just getting familiar with the most important processes of whatever company concept or whatever it is, um, service or product you're selling, is really invaluable as a founder. You can't rely on other people to you know do anything critical without being able to give them critical feedback to make your product and your vision what you expect it to be. Um, and sometimes if you're not able to put yourself in a position where you're kind of just taking what you get, then your product is only going to be as good as what you're lucky enough to get. And I think um, developing the skill sets for me, having studied finance, international affairs, really, it was just like starting all over again after college. You know, you learn about supply chain economics, you learn about, you know, 3PL systems, you learn about sales, you learn about processes that you didn't even know existed, you learn about charities and everything else in between. And I can't say like my college education prepped me for this, but my desire to be a better person and continue to acquire knowledge um, really made it second nature to see the company grow alongside our goals. Yeah, I, I think when you're uh, building a business, you never stop learning. It's just what you're learning about changes as your business scales. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything I forgot to ask you about today that you think would be important to share with our audience? No, I think just generally in many indirect ways, the, it's never convenient to chase your dreams or to do anything that's worth doing in life. And I think in many cases, we give ourselves excuses to why we shouldn't pursue a certain path or take a certain risk. But often in the midst of taking that risk or you know pursuing that path, life hands you new opportunities that you weren't prepared for, or you expand your range of knowledge and your network. And even though the path might not have gone to plan, your perspective and everything else that fuels you to be a happier person um, is very much aligned with I think, taking those risks and pursuing those opportunities. So even though I think there's nothing convenient about what we talked about, you know, just the opportunity to be on the show with you and talk about my life experience is... Um, blessing. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for coming on and sharing. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people out there that got some awesome insights out of this, maybe just got the the energy to take that first step and get started. So that's what we're all about around here. Awesome, Chase. Well, thanks again for taking the time. Was there anything else, bud? No, I think that's it. Uh, have a great 2020. You too, man. Or 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be better than this year. But have a wonderful holiday, Chase. And thank you so much for having me. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.